I'd like to welcome everyone to this week's special Mosarvad. Um, Rabbi Arwood for joining us, and Brian, and everybody who was uh, helped to make this event possible. <coughs> the Kyo stands for the Torah, both on the Yungalite, the Chavriya Kyo that are learning day and night, as well as the variety of classes and initiatives and shurim that we bring Torah to the whole community. Torah is for, is for everybody, for every age and for every stage. Rabbi Orwick is no stranger to St. Louis. Um, even though he hasn't been here, it's been a long hiatus, but um, I understand that he's probably spent more hours cumulatively in St. Louis than I have, so I don't think he needs an introduction. Um, as the Mashkiach and Torah are, prolific writer, uh, a sought-after speaker, as well as someone whose counsel and advice is asked, uh, is many people ask him. Um, he certainly, we all look forward and are very, very happy and pleased to be able to have the opportunity to hear his, uh, his insight and inspiration. At first, I was going to uh, keep these because Jews just read the handout and don't listen. I decided to give it to you. Right. Okay. The problem with this handout is I may not finish it, which is a problem. Of course, then, okay. So I'm, I am speaking until. Uh, 9.45? Okay. So maybe I'll leave some time for questions. And um, does someone have a watch? (laughs) I'll try not to take it. Okay, so I'm going to give this out. I'll give you a couple of minutes to uh, read it to your life's, dis- you know, attend. Okay, so, so. My definition, my paradigm for a genius is someone who thinks slowly, quickly. So, uh, I'm going to go through this because the downside of a handout is that 
that I should cover it, but I'm not wedded to that. I also wanted to be able to, if you want to take a note, so then you have something to put on the paper. Okay. It's important to have definitions of something. Now, you may not agree with my definition, but you have you know where I'm coming from. I have a reason for what I'm saying. So the uh, main body of this handout is introductory ideas. And because if something is true in one place, it'll be true somewhere else also. But you need to know where I'm coming from. My favorite question is why? And once you know why, so then you can talk about how. But why? Why am I saying this? So wisdom, according to my mashkir, my the, the not my mashkir, I was for several years of mashkir in yeshiva of Rababa Berman. Rabbi Berman was a, a genius's genius, okay? Just to give you an idea of how intelligent he was, is that when he came to San Francisco from Shanghai, he didn't know any English. How did he learn English? He memorized the dictionary. Really, his son told me this. And then there was a fire in the room. He ran out into the hall and said, conflagration! <laughs> no, no one knew what a conflagration was, but to him, it was in the same line, the Webster's as the uh, That's how intelligent he was. He was a very great man. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it because we don't have a lot of time. But I just have to give you an idea who he is. You look in the grind, Michelet, he does the same thing. Like, who's Davin Amalek? Yeah? The same thing, you know. Who am I talking about? Who is he? What's his credentials? He gave a definition of wisdom the ability to identify function. What is something for? Oh, no, that's the Rambam. The, the Rababa said, the ability to discern between what's important and what's more important. Everything matters, but what matters more? I'm hard pressed to find a question that a person could have, a difficult question. My paradigm of a good question is both sides are right, the question which one's more right, yeah? If you have your life priorities in place, so you pretty much know all the answers. Just weigh it out. But you have to get the life priorities straight, which is uh, what I'm going to be speaking by Rabbi Tengler's shul. And Yaakov went to Lovin's house before he went to Padnarot. It says, and he listened to his parents, but he didn't. His parents said, go to Lovan, and he went to 14-year hiatus in, in Chemveva. Like, that's called listening. The answer is, it's understood that if you're going to go to Lovan's house, you have to go to Chemveva first. You need quiet time beforehand. Now, this idea is huge. Quiet time before you open the door in your house. Quiet time before you sit down to learn, the quiet time before you daven, someone rushes in and he puts on his fill and then you're like, oh, 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 oh. okay? But Ravobit 
told us, you have to stop and decide to die. It, it, it's, it's moments, but it's a different world. Before Shmon Eser, Hashem Sposai Tiftach. You know what that means? It means your ha- ma- mouth was closed before then. You have to stop. And that's a, a very broad spectrum concept, and we're going to use it here. Now, different stages of life have different priorities. Different stages of the day have different priorities. Now I am a husband. Now I am a father. Now I am an employer or an employee. It shifts. It shifts. When you have important and more important worked out, so then you'll understand the answer to the questions that you're asking. I have the unusual practice of actually addressing the subject that I'm asked to address. Okay? Learning as a father, as a yid, as a spouse, member of the community. Okay? Tomorrow in, in, in Torah Day School, so I'm going to translate a yid for kids. Yeah? Eight. Because that was one of the questions that I was asked to talk about. Yeah? A Jew is someone who's supposed to be a walking kid of Hashem. I am a person who tries to march by the drum that the Rebbein wants me to march. And I'm going to tell him two quick stories. Maybe I'll just tell you one now because, you know, is in uh, Wycliffe, Ohio, yeah, the, at least a decade ago, the yeshiva boys did not have to present identification to the post office in order to get their package. You guys are okay. The, that's what a Jew is. A Jew is someone who wants to say, you know, there's a God in the world. Someone whose who's drum I follow. People want me to talk about discipline in the home. The most important rule in child rearing is role modeling. Why? It's not our subject. But children see. What they see impresses them. What they hear, which requires more intellect, it's not as much. Yeah? When they see the father obeying halacha, who's he listening to? The verse says this. Yeah? When, when he, 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 he stands up for kid, half of Kiddush and sits down for the other half, let's say, or he drinks a certain amount of wine or grape juice, that, and, or, or say tonight he leans on his left. Like, why is Abba doing that? The answer is, someone is telling you to do that. It's called halacha. That's why wise parents should bring their child to the Rav. To ask a question, let's see what the Rav says. Abba asks questions, I can come and ask, oh, and if the Rav understands a little bit, he'll tilt in the favor of the child. Yeah? It's not a manipulation to get the child to listen to me. We really want to know. And the kid learns it's not a weakness to go ask. It's very important to... That's how we teach things. 
Yeah? So, you have different priorities in times of your life. Times of your day, which is the title. What's the definition of an adult? We gave a definition of wisdom. What's the definition of, a, of an adult? An adult is someone who also has responsibilities. An infant has no responsibilities at all. He can do whatever he wants. That's an infant. I was once assigned to get a bris, and he took off the kid's diaper, and he gave me a shower. Now, no one got upset with him. He could do whatever he wants. As a person gets older, they have responsibilities. Okay? And I'll tell you a secret. The Torah Avram, of Avram Grudzinski, Mahashem Adventures Blood, said children are punished for uh, things they did before Bar Mitzvah if they understood it was wrong. You hear? That's a Kiddush. We think until 12 or 13, it's a freebie, I can do whatever I want. No! If your Seichel teaches you that this is wrong, then you're not allowed to do it. Okay? We're not trying to prove that. But it's true. Okay? This year, I have a daughter who lives in Afula, and she got a call. It seems there are two girls in her elementary school class who were not yet married. I'm not exactly sure how old she is. I have to take out my Turizuri, which tells me how old she is. But she has, I think, six kids. And so it's hard to keep track. Yeah, I think she has six children. So she's like, you know, these two girls were bullies. I mistreated someone. And the, the class figured out, that they figured out what was going on. And my daughter called her up and said, did I do anything? She said, no, you didn't do anything to me. There was no problem. Just you didn't do anything. This is also not simple. Bullying the, is the main word is the school atmosphere. <coughs> are you, are you, is it okay to be a bystander and watch someone bully? This is uh, Manhattan, New York City. When I was a kid, you, uh, someone could commit a murder in a subway car and everyone sit around and not do anything. So they're at least as culpable as the murderer is. Okay? But that's the definition of a child. He, he has only rights. As you get older, you have more and more responsibilities. A two-year-old has responsibilities. Yeah, he's expected to help his mother prepare dinner by bringing um, something that's made of plastic. Yeah? A, a, a three-year-old needs to put his laundry in the hamper. He can do that. Or oh, clean up his room. You sit down on the floor with the child, and you say, there's this book, Spare the Child. Read it, and after you finish reading it, read it again. I am obsolete. That, that book is, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah? You sit down on the floor with the kid, and teach him how to sort his toys, and to put them away. Yeah? And after a while, you say to him, okay, honey, you know how to do this. And now he has responsibility. It's not manipulation, because it's for his benefit, not mine. So, 
The assets or liabilities that he has are meant to be used for the purpose they are designed for. A difficult childhood or infirmities are sometimes meant to prepare someone for a task. I have a student many years ago, I don't prepare the stories, yeah, who has juvenile diabetes. And she was set up with a bacha from Torah or. So it could have been an intra marriage. I have a few students who are married to each other, so I call them an intra marriage. Okay? And they were supposed to get engaged. Mama stayed right there. And she told him she was juvenile diabetes. He broke the shidduch, he broke her heart. And then when he got married, she was at the wedding. So I said to her, uh, Michelle, what are you doing here? And she came up to me. I said, what are you doing here? I said, of course I have to do it. I have to come. He's marrying my best friend. Now, it's the wrong religion, but she deserves sainthood. How did she do that? The answer is his diabetes. Rabbi Sochemeyer, who built Torah in the southern Israel, he said everything he got, he got from the diabetes. Because you have to control yourself. You have to control yourself. Kids can't control themselves if they have to. Now today, I have a grandson with juvenile diabetes, so the physicians, they're probably a physician here, probably by you know, law of average, they don't believe in the kid's ability to control themselves. So they give them a pump, and you can eat whatever you want, and we'll, you know, we'll create a war inside your body, how much insulin you have to squirt out in order to compensate for what you ate which I'm, I'm, I'm a layman, I'm not a doctor, it doesn't sound right that you should create that constant, you know, it just not, doesn't sound right. In, liabilities can be turned into an ability. No one is doomed in life. You had a certain kind of infirmity, you can help someone else. It can make you greater not smaller. Okay, on the bottom, in footnote one, yeah, that why it's, my, my computer insists on doing a reel, I think this is, yeah? Even though I like uh, time, Times New Roman, something like that. It's a one it's a, it's a times that I like. The other times I'm not sure about. Yeah? Okay, Rabbi there used to work, sit with a boy, walk him, he had severe migraines. But he, when he had migraines as a kid, the Baruch Ber and Chaim Brisker says, you know, do this. You'll be able to help someone else later in life. Some comes from a divorced home, a broken home. They can make the best spouses. Yeah? Because they, they don't want to do this to their kids. Okay? So we, no one is doomed. But you have to know you have your liabilities are not a curse. Your liabilities is just the game plan. To America, a life plan is called a game plan. Okay? It's really reflective of a, of a culture that the most important things are called a game. But okay, fine. Uh, I was in Atlanta. I flew to and from Atlanta in one day on, where, what time, where are we now? On Tuesday. So I saw a signed World Series 6.
So I thought it was some kind of program. Of course, when was ever a World Series in November? Yeah, so I for sure didn't, you know. Games, are, games have a function, but a game, life is a game plan, but fine. Number five. It's best to define what major responses we have during that time of life or day, what our role is and what our definition of success will be. What's called success? The bar of success is subjective and relative to each person. You reward for effort. There's a concept that I talk about, a mindset. A mindset is you're most responsible for what you have most control over. And what you have most control over is what's going to go on in your head. So a guy in Mechon Shlomo a couple of years ago gave me a book called Mindset. Everything is there. People who rely only on their native abilities. I was a mashgiach for two and a half years in a junior high school for geniuses. I was, a stu- I was the stupidest guy in the place. I had 25 years on him. But it's a liability because they never learn to work. And if you don't learn to work, this, the hallmark of this world is you have to work. Adam lo'amo yulad. Man was born for labor. If you're not willing to labor, then you are violating an axiom of life. <coughs> the last time I was in Miami before this trip, I fell on the escalator, which is not a good thing to do. Yeah? Because I had these heavy bags, and Isaac Newton was upset with me. So he always, he always wins. So they stopped the escalator, and they wanted to give me medical help. I said, no, it's okay. I just want to, you know, I want to get out of here. So it seems that it passed down that the officer stopped me. Did you have a confrontation with anyone? He says, yes, with Isaac Newton. <laughs> and he laughs and just goes, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah? So if you don't want to work, you're getting into a confrontation with Isaac Newton. And he always wins. Okay? Now, we're getting closer to... So what major responses do we have during that time of day or life? Yeah, what are definitely So here we have, I have in, in that one line, you have to know what are my major responsibilities and which ones are minor. That time of day, life or day, and what our definition of success is going to be. Everyone has to be able to somewhat make that uh, definition, because in order to answer the question, that, that subject, okay? We don't expect a child to um, say correctly, um, my major responsibility, my communications to you now are in a very elaborate and quite pronounced way. You don't expect it to do that. His definition of success is lower. Okay? And that's called success, called real success. Or as far as difficult reading. I remember there was a, a child in Beit Shemesh who had, couldn't, didn't catch reading. And one day it clicked in place and he ran around the house, it was two floors, just reading everything. 
The world made sense to him. He was like ecstatic. That was success. Sometimes it will be a conflict between our needs and the needs of the community. We have two distinct and valid identities, our name and our number. He counts the stars by number both of all names. So Rebbe is a friend of the Rocha, of some Chavasman Zatzal. He said every person has two identities. You have an individuality, that's your name. And you're part of a greater whole, that's your number. You look at the stars. This stars, a, a constellation of stars. I said the Big Dipper in Johannesburg didn't know what I was talking about. Because over there you have the Southern Cross. But there's a constellation. All the stars together make up a shape. That's a person's identity as being part of a tzibur. It's a number. But however, this Alpha Centauri, which is the brightest star in the Centauri galaxy, it has a name. Every healthy person has to have these two sides. That I'm an individual, but I'm part of a bigger, yeah? Every healthy family has that. Any society that tried to suppress, that tried to suppress individual identity, failed. Shlita, he gave an example of the tower. All that matters was the project. China, Russia, a great leap forward. It'll cost us a few million people, okay? When Stalin gave away the, the agricultural crops in the 30s in order to buy machinery and factories, millions of people died of hunger. Well, I guess that's the way it is. All that matters is the big picture. And then you have countries where the main thing is me, me, myself, and I. Does this, am I happy? Does it taste good? That's also not going to work. That was the generation of the flood. Everyone's grabbing. There is a thing. Both are true. Okay? The question is, I look to women as to when, perhaps even more so. Because the more the mother is still growing spiritually, the better the child is going to be. And the outer Chobet said, on your Evan, I'm the child of your maidservant. He gave his ichus after his mother. You want to have healthy, happy kids, make sure your wife is loved, respected, appreciated, okay? Because if not, you have, like they say in New England, New English, muchos problemas. Okay? So, you know, do you know who David Hamel's father was? Yishai. He's one of the four people in history that died only because of the sin of Adam Harishai. Yeah? I would say original sin, but that's a New Testament concept, and maybe you don't know about that. Yeah? So, I'm not going to run away. I was raised to be a servant. I'm not going to run. You can take my chains off. His mother, Yishai, had no violations. I have a driver's license. 
since 1976, 77, there's no violations on it. None. I am a tzaddik gomor. Yeah. How do you do it? You don't drive. <laughs> One of my definite ways of knowing is someone, I have three ways of knowing is someone young or old. One is, do you enjoy driving? Then you're still young. <laughs> do you enjoy making shiduchim? It's a very big mitzvah to make shiduchim, but it's not fun. And the third is, do you consider today's Jewish music music? <laughs> so then you're young. I consider it, I know the original tunes from the 50s. Okay? Good music, I was taught like this. Back and forth. Bad music is up and down. Yeah? I can't dance with the boys in the yeshiva because I feel like I'm in a discotheque. I'm serious. I'm not that excited. Someone was in a car with Rev. 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 Miller from, from Toronto. And um, he asked the, a singer, he asked permission to put on the rock stash. He said, why? He said, I need ideas for new songs. Fine. The only thing I can prescribe without going to jail is Mozart, and I do prescribe it. Okay? What does spiritual growth mean? Spiritual growth means to take something that I know intellectually to be true and make it part of my emotional reality. That's called growing. Okay? Because in this world, the level of a person is based on what does he emotionally feel to be true because it's a world of action. In action, you need the emotional uh, part. The emotion is the accelerator. Okay. But you have to think of yourself also, of Miller, Rabbi Vigda Miller, says sometimes you need to overlook a chinuch of a child in order to preserve your own menuch He told him a story of a history. I heard it from him, and I saw it in print. The man came blind, had diabetes, and the son stressed him out so much, he became blind from it. Well, he shouldn't have done that. There's sometimes I have to say, well, I'm sorry. I can't take care of this because I also a person. You have to watch yourself. Take care of yourself. Take care of your health. I began teaching elementary school in 1974. It's not my first year teaching, but 1974, so it's been a while. And then, because uh, I wanted a, a more, a, a more of an obligation to learn, the eighth grade in Kamenitsa Cheder, you had to know your stuff. You had to know your stuff. And then someone often asked me to write a, to translate a book in the afternoon. So I went to Blazel Petrinsky. I don't have the time to tell you who he was. He was a very great man. He was offered to be Rashiv in Panovich. But his father-in-law, Rabbi Levine, said, you should stay in Yerushalayim. And he did. Okay? So that, that's who we're talking about. Yeah? Instead of Rashach. So he was a very big... So I asked him, he said, you should keep your Seder. And I said, but this is Sarachet It's a book that is needed by the public. He says, you're a teacher? All of your learning is necessary for the community. 
Because if you're not growing and learning, neither will they. You're learning. It doesn't matter what it is. So you need to learn. Yeah? Now, at the end of the page, there's a Gemara... Now, I'm trying to address the major questions that I was asked. Okay? So we're going to have to... Um, I'm going to finish with this. There's a Gemara in the Sifta Kedushan. Yeah? Who little night, overnight little night? I want to learn, and my son wants to learn. I have the money. The Abba has the money. Who can live night? He comes first. I have money. You want to learn, so go get some money. But in the night, if the son is more capable, give, this, give the money to the son. So the question is, so he's more capable, I want to learn. Like, what do you mean? So my Rebbe gave the following terrace, and then I saw that Ramosha Soloveitchik, so the pillar of European Jewry for many decades, close friend, and Chavusa Rosh he gave the same terrace. He said like this, there's community wealth, and there's private wealth. If the child will benefit the community more than you will because he can go further in his learning, learn deeper, learn whatever, he's more erudite, he can be a bigger resource for the community, so that trumps the, the fact that I have the money. So you see, there's these two considerations. That means, and I'll give you an example, beautiful example. There's a Jew named Hillel. Hillel was a humble man. And someone made a bet that 200 Jews, 400 Jews, and I get Hillel angry. 400 Jews was two years panosa. You could live for two years with 400 Jews. So he came. Famous Gemara and Shabbos, he came and asked inane questions. Yeah? Why do Talmudians have teary eyes? Why do Africans have wide feet? And he called him out Arab Shabbos in the middle of a shower. And he answered him. And then the guy said to him, I have a lot of questions here, well. Which if he's gonna blow, then he'll blow. So he wrapped himself and said, Okay, sure, ask. He said, there shouldn't be many hills like you. He says, why? Because course of you, I lost 400 zers. He said, well, watch what you say. It's worth it for you that Hillel should lose, that you should lose 400 zers. And another 400 800 zers. It's worth it for you that I shouldn't get angry. Now, first, I want to stop making a comment. Like, why did he give up for? It's a lot of money in the line. The interest, the needle didn't move at all. That's why you're a parent, and the kid sees, well, you're not sure. Okay, this time I'll do it. I can't handle your screaming anymore. So they'll keep going. If they see you moving, they just have to scream a little more. They're going to keep screaming until they win. But if, the, if, if you're completely calm, so nothing's going to help. You understand? He saw after three times the needle didn't move at all. 
So a million times zero is also is also zero. So he gave up. But what did Hillel say? This is a hard to remember the Millers itself. He said, when there's a hill in Klali Israel, it's where everyone benefits. He's watch out. It's worth it for you to lose 800 zeros that I shouldn't get angry. Because I am a resource. This is the humble Hillel. He was just telling them the truth. Okay? So you have to know there's this consideration also. Okay? Okay, um, now we're going to stop here. There's a lot of good stuff here. And um, we have six minutes, okay? I'm told a certain amount of time, and then we stop. In Ramana Shkol, they told me, speak between 15 and 20 minutes. So for years, I spoke with 17 and a half minutes. Okay, it's a syndrome. In London, he said, speak for 10 minutes. And I stopped the physical, what are you doing? Says you take ten minutes. Well, the rabbis always speak over. Yeah. Okay. You have what to read. You all read English. Are there any questions that on the subject which you feel that you want to bring up? If not, I can go on. But I want to at least give that. Yes. Yeah. Rob mentioned the idea that growing. Growing means to take what you know intellectually and move that into your emotional. Right. So I was going to ask for, could you could give some advice? And it's, it sounds good, but it's, it's been very hard to do. How do you? How do you do it? How do you do it? Okay. I I call habit automated intellect. Yeah? Training is when you do something so many times you don't have to think about it anymore. Rote has a function. Rabbi Rucham says it's to free your mind up to think about something more. Yeah? So when you, when you habituate yourself to do something, again and again, the action, is, emotion touches the uh, action, touches emotion. That's why role modeling makes a difference. Yeah? You want to learn humility, so go to Rabbi Moshe. Yeah? Ramesha Feinstein is that so. So you'll learn humility, because you'll see it. Yeah? But when you have a habit, for instance, uh, actually stopping to, say, to think before you say something, a couple of times a day. Now, at this hour, before I talk, I'm going to stop. Or, I'm going to hear my chavrusa out until the end, even though I know what you're going to say and I disagree. No, no. <clears throat> Hear him out. Not all day long, it's too hard. But find an exercise that will. Now, I'm going to give you the formula for an exercise. Okay? I don't. I hope it's not another 13 years before I come back. Okay? I hope it's. I, I, I'd love to come here. And four, there are four elements for a good exercise. One is it should be easy to do. Because if it's not easy, you'll stop. Secondly, it should be measurable. Did I do this or didn't I do it? A certain time of the day, I'm going to, or before Shmonesh, I'm going to stop and decide to that. It should be measurable. 
Third, it should be something you really need to do anyway. Because the worst thing, I'm working on myself and therefore, oh, I'm so great. Guy, arrogance is like the worst disease. Yeah? And fourth, it has to touch on the thing I'm working on. Four things. Yeah? So when you habituate yourself to do something again and again, it starts to become part of your reality. You had to hand up. So, yeah. Yes. How do you get a sense of what's important? What are your life goals? Yeah? What are your life goals? In ancient Thursday, what would you want written on your tombstone? There's a book, I'm Not Well Read. Make no mistake. Stephen Covey in The Seven Habits, he says, You're coming in to a eulogy, to a funeral. And you're settling down to listen to the eulogies. It's your funeral. What would you like for them to say? Okay? Now, these are more morose. Yeah, but it's, uh, you have to decide what, what's most important now. You just got married. Yeah? Ravova said, Shana Rishana is three or four years. My definition of Shana Rishana, the first year of marriage, is the amount of time it takes for women to be sure that her husband loves her. Okay? It's my debt. You, you don't have to accept anything I'm saying. Of course, it would be wrong. But you don't have to accept anything I'm saying. But once you have the definition, yeah, you never, 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 and I'm not repeating myself, you never, never, never want to be strong, ever. Why? Because you are a model of trust. Fess up to it that, okay, I made a mistake. Or whatever it might be, but always tell the truth. This kid knows telling the truth, or you don't want lie to your wife. I would say about showing advice. I'm not a reformed rabbi, but forget it. Why? Why? Because we're not good enough husbands to be able to get away with it. Okay? I can break a diet on Shabbos, not a problem. Okay? I'm healthy. Okay, and you really figured out that my age, if I started teaching in 1973, okay, and I wasn't 14, so I go work it out, okay? Yeah. We're not good enough husbands to write our wives, and they're going to catch you. That better intentions than you do. So the 614th minister used to say, revolt, revolt. Middle said it's the first minister in Sabatka, is don't be stupid. <laughs> okay? It's 9.45. Is someone around here getting a... That's your crack.